Oh. <laughs> <sighs> uh, shit, what do we... God. Now we gotta come up with, like, a conversation? Ugh. Oh, man. Hmm. Wait. I saw a wizard the other day. A real wizard? <laughs> yeah. What? That's so wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he walks around like in this brown cloak and he has this pole that's filled with necklaces. What? And he was standing in the park just holding the pole up, like not moving or anything. And then I saw him walking by the Starbucks still with his pole out. I don't know if he's selling them. Walking around with his pole out sounds uh, erotic. His pole pole of necklaces. (laughs) Huh. I don't know if he's selling them. But he was... So he just just like dressed like a wizard completely? Yeah, he's like in this brown cloak and he has long white hair and a long beard. What? How do you know that the pole had necklaces in in it? Because I saw him twice in his pole. Like, it kind of looks like a fork and it's got necklaces hanging on both sides of the pole Mm -hmm. things. Wow. And And he's walking around saying, Necklaces! No, he doesn't say Necklaces anything. Necklaces for sale. He doesn't say anything. He just walks around holding the pole out. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I really... Can he be my dad? I don't know if you want him to be your dad. I don't know. Do you want that? I don't know. I feel like I do. I feel like it's destiny. <laughs> Every time I see him, I just think he has like a side quest for me or something uh, yeah it definitely has a side quest yeah. yeah that's when shit gets weird well do you know yeah, uh you... do you know where that side quest is gonna be hmm he's baiting us where could it be where wherever he... could it be where would he send you to a side quest <laughs> you know where they side quest <laughs> that's what i was leading to <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I already asked the question. <laughs> you know where you can find an even better God side quest? <laughs> the Savage Land. Welcome back to the Savage Land. I'm Matthew. <laughs> He's still. Hi, Matthew. He's still really struggling on his name. I'm Jason. I'm Matthew. I'm Rachel. <laughs> uh, welcome back. Here we are in the Savage Land. We were um, we were discussing our 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 levels of fatigue this Sunday, uh, this Monday morning. I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wide awake. I'm wired and and ready to ready to yeah, ready, ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ready, rev your engines. <laughs> Drivers, start your engines. It's time. <laughs> uh, hey everybody! This episode is brought to you by Comic Bento. Hooray! Uh, What's this month's bento box? uh, This month's comic bento box, uh, the theme is Uh, creator-owned. Right? 
We, we love them creator-owned. I'll just read the copy here. Uh, this month, Comic Bento is bypassing the committees, editors, and executives as we take you into Hot the... Damn. What? Keep going. Just keep going. <laughs> we take you into the deep recesses <laughs> of creator-owned comics. This very special five-book collection features titles completely controlled by their creators, including a double shot from the leading independent publisher, Image Comics. But you've only got until September 30th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to get it. Don't miss out on this box with stories that will take you to the deepest reaches of space, to the squared circle, to video games, crime, and more. Wow. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, we, so could list off, we could list off creator and stuff, but that, that'd be a really boring and very long podcast. Yeah, it'd be a very long podcast. Uh, but I mean, that, so five total books, two of them are from Image, uh, and then three from probably, I don't know, Dark Horse, Dynamite, Oni. Fucking, there's a lot of other creator-owned books. Uh, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's fucking great. So if you go to comicbento.com and use the promo code SAVAGE, uh, you can get five dollars off that box. Uh, that would be a twenty. That would make it twenty dollars. Just do twenty bucks for a freaking box of five creator-owned comics. What do you? What's what's there to even think about? That's a good deal. Yeah, that's the price of two. That's that's the price of two image volume ones. That's less than the price of two any other volumes. So, yeah. What yeah. The, what, what's 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 stopping you, Greg? <laughs> yeah, Terry. <laughs> the hell? What's up with you? Eventually, we're gonna hit the target. Uh, <laughs> guys, today, let's see. Our issue of the week today is Amazing Spider-Man number one twenty-six. So we'll be talking about that later. Uh, but let's let's catch the people up. Who's who's got some ketchup? Um, I went first last time. So what do you guys have to go first this time? I can go first. Go first. Uh, I did forced, before forced. I catch up. I want to. <laughs> Go forced. I'll go forced. Um, before I catch up, I did want to say I, I found out something fun today. Uh, Wonder Woman is now uh-huh. the highest grossing superhero origin film of all time. Yeah. Yay. Yep. Not fucking dope. That's great. It that's, passed. That's uh, great. Yeah. Wonder Woman passed Spider Man, and not only that, uh, it is the fifth highest superhero movie of all time. Um, wow. Yeah. Beat Civil wow. War. Beat Iron Man three. The only oh. movies that it didn't beat are the two Dark Knight movies and the two Avengers movies. Huh. Yeah. So, good on you, Wonder Woman. Good on you. And they and used they to say, say she couldn't make money. And they, uh, Well, they used to say you can't make a female superhero movie. Yeah. So, take that. Although it kind of still sounds like they're still saying that. Yeah, they kind of are. Fuck everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck everybody. Um... <laughs> <laughs> So this week uh, I watched all of Ozark. How Jesus, was that? man, was it good? It was really good. It's uh, yeah. ten episodes. What's, what's it about? Uh, Ozark is about a guy played by Jason Bateman uh, who is a money launderer for the cartel, um, and some stuff happens. Like his his cartel boss or whatever starts getting suspicious that there's like a. a somebody stealing money in the pack and whatever the fuck uh people die and shit and then jason bateman has to come up with some some quick quick-witted thinking to save his life um and he basically convinces the guy to let he and his family move down to the ozark because there is more coastline than like anywhere else in the 
um, U.S. or like river, like waterfront, whatever. And so the police can't quite uh, cover it. And basically he's he volunteers to get the guy's money back rather than, you know, he and his family dying. Um, and so the basically the, the series follows him trying to keep his family from getting killed uh, while at the same time uh, figuring out ways to make back his boss's $8 million uh, in laundered money. So it's it's a crazy compelling series. Hmm. And Fun. Jason Bateman in a dramatic role is fantastic. He also directed four episodes of it. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, the showrunner... I can't, let's see. I, I, can't, I don't have it pulled up, but I'm going to pull it up. Um... The showrunner wrote another movie, and I can't quite remember what it is, but he's also writing the upcoming Nightwing movie. Hmm. Yeah. So that's freaking dope. Bill Bill Dubuk. Dubuk? Um, Dubuk. He, he wrote The Accountant uh, and The Judge. Oh. Yeah. Word on the street that is The Accountant is a good movie. Yeah, it is a good movie. It's fun. Anna Kendrick, Ben Affleck, you know? They're just Kendrick yes. and Afflecking around. You know? Can, can yep. <laughs> <laughs> um but no, seriously, it's like a lot of people talk about the series as if it's just like another breaking bad and it's not. Uh like people think that the story is pretty much the same as Breaking Bad, but it's it's quite a bit different. The only similarity really is that it's a guy with a family and he's involved in drugs. Um mm. but overall like the the story arc and kind of the things that are happening in it are very different. Um, and I mean, like, I don't know, it's, it's kind of like with, uh, with Brian Cranston, how you get this comedic actor that's, you know, sort of transferring into a, a drama role. Um, Jason Bateman just, he does a fantastic job in it. And I mean, the entire cast is really good. They got like some kid actors that are very good for uh, his family. And I don't know, it's, it's fantastic. I'd say binge the shit out of it right away. Nice. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, this is the show of just repeating, just repeating catchphrases uh, over and over. This uh, is the song that never <laughs> ends. Jesus. It goes on and on, my friend. Okay, sorry. Um, what else? Did you, what else did you do, Jason? I read uh, God Country. How was that? It was fantastic. Uh, it's from what? Donny Cates and Jeff Shaw. I, I did as well, and that's my catch-up oh, at the boy. end. Let's, let's share, we can share our catch-up then, Rachel. <laughs> It'll be a great way to transition right over to you. Um, it's, it's, God Country is Southern Bastards meets American Gods. Okay, yes. that sounds fun. Yeah. It is fun. It's a, a high-stakes fantasy series that masterfully blends high-octane action and jaw-dropping world-building. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm so sick of people saying high-octane action. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, what do you want? Low octane action? You want to take all the octane out of it? There's other ways to describe action other than using engines. <laughs> There's god fights with yeah. swords. Yeah, yeah. See, that's cool. Magical weapons. Cool. And the sword talks. Yeah, the sword cool. is a sentient living being, and the sword is also yeah. every sword that's ever existed. Yeah. Okay. And he's actually a very funny sword. I love when he's like, I'm not used to talking to children because he like made the kid cry it's fantastic <laughs> it's really good um <laughs> it's like yeah the book it, it balances that really like 
heavy, like huge sort of mythology with a great sense of humor. Um, I mean, Kate's, you know, is a fantastic writer, but then Shaw is like, I don't, I don't think this book could have been illustrated by anybody else. No. Um, the, and the colors too are fantastic. I think, uh, their colors name was, colors name was Jason Wordy. I want to say, um, yeah, that's, that sounds familiar. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it just, it was so beautiful and like, there's so much, there's so much Kirby influence throughout this entire book. Like all of the, the God designs and like the sort of energy, tons of that Kirby crackle. Like it was just, it was like a, a, a really, really cool modernization of, of Kirby visuals. And it has a very heartfelt story as well. Oh, totally. It's about family. It's about father it's and definitely son. about family. Yeah. Because yeah. the, the main character... Emmett is his name, right? Probably. I think so. <laughs> I think his name's Emmett. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Uh he has Alzheimer's and the sword comes to him and cures his disease. So he's sort of left with do I keep the sword and now I have to go on this journey of war or do mm. I drop the sword and go back to having Alzheimer's? Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty awesome. It's a very, it's a very. I'm gonna, ass- uh, I'm gonna assume he kept the sword. Maybe. 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 Well, it'd be a pretty weird story if he didn't. Well, yeah, but maybe who know who knows how long he kept it? You know, I mean, it's like, ugh, oh, oh boy. Yeah, maybe he got tired of fighting all these godly battles. And it's also so when he when he gets the sword, uh it it cures his dementia as well. So like while he's holding the sword, he can remember everything all of a sudden. He can remember his kids and and like his son is now married and and has a kid himself and like so it's this really like emotional thing where his entire life sort of comes back to him when he gets the sword. Um yeah. but his family is still like they love having that he can remember everything now. Mm-hmm. But then they also want him to drop the sword because now all this crazy shit is happening. Yeah. Hmm. It's yeah. It's it's really I don't know. It's it's a very compelling story. Uh, it's six issues. It was just a you know sort of one shot um, series, limited series, um, and so it's collected now in trade paperback form. It's you know kind of a an oversized trade paperback, which is always fun. Um. But yeah. Good, good, good stuff. Highly recommend. Yes. 10 out of 10. It was very good. Yes. And so I'm excited to see this team uh, take over Thanos and, and see what they do with it. Yeah. Especially after seeing like what they did with all the space gods oh, totally. and everything. That That's yeah, the thing. It's I... like that Thanos series is going to be so fucking Kirby'd out. I love it. Yeah. Uh, I hope so. Because yeah, I was not impressed at all with Lemire's Thanos. Yeah, I feel like Lemire toward the end of his Marvel stuff just kind of mailed it in. I think he was pretty, yeah. uh, pretty checked out. Yeah, he was he was ready to get out of there. Yeah, I also like Thanos is a tough character to make compelling. I think Jason Aaron did a Thanos thing at one point, and I didn't really love it either. No, I don't particularly. I don't. I don't. I don't think Thanos is that great. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Rachel, what's your what's your other catch up? Uh. Well, I don't really want to like play it to death, but <laughs> I did start reading God Hates Astronauts. Oh. But it, you could give your you could still talk about your experience. 
You're not playing it to death. It's. I will. I just won't talk about it. It's like the best thing <laughs> I've ever read. It is so funny and ridiculous, and I love the suggested casting totally. of all the characters <laughs> at the very beginning. <laughs> totally. Like, that list is just hilarious reading through it. Wait, so he and... included a page of just, like, suggested casting for all his characters? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the main character is John C. Riley. Oh, yeah. fuck yeah. And and I think he's got, like, Burt Reynolds in yeah. there. And it's so great. It's just reading, like, who he put and then kind of, like, trying to piece them together as you read it is just hilarious. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Yeah, that 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 comic's brilliant. It's just great. Yeah. Did you I, read the whole volume one? Not all of it, okay. but I got a few issues in, and I'm just like, this is one of the best things I've ever read. <laughs> it just gets, and it just gets fucking it, yeah. crazy. It's so good. I love it. I, yeah. If you have, like, a weird sense of humor, I think, like, Matt and I do have. <laughs> yep. Then you'll just completely dig it. I, uh, I'm, I'm probably gonna read that series pretty soon. Uh, it's been very tempting, as you guys have talked about it. So I, I, I'll, I'll probably pick it up pretty soon. Uh, it sounds like it's right up my alley. Yeah, it's, it's worth it. You'd like it. And it's in the, it's in the, uh, the collective Comicsology account, right? Uh. Maybe I think the volume one is. Okay. Yeah, volume one's there. Cool. Yeah, I'll check it out. Dope, dope. Ryan Brown, we love him. We should. I, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll reach out again and see if we can get Ryan Brown on the show. Uh yeah, he's great. Yeah, good, good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, what you got? Um. Well, I watched the Mummy. The mummy. Oh, I I almost downloaded <laughs> it, but I was still kind of iffy. Oh, you're How talking Tom Cruise mummy. Tom Cruise the mummy. Ooh. <laughs> uh, let's be fair. I watched half of it and I fell asleep. But <laughs> uh, worth worth bringing up. Uh, I'll, I will. F- I I do want to finish it. So here's the thing. I can see why people thought it was a terrible movie. Mm-hmm. And I kind of had fun watching it. Is that bad? Not bad. No. Um, it's te- definitely not a great movie. It seems like they try to put in more than one movie into the same movie. Well, they're trying to connect the whole. No, I, I mean, oh yeah, Russell Crowe's terrible in it. By the way, he's the worst. Who's choice. he supposed to be? Doctor Jekyll. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I know. Greatest actor of all time, Russell Crowe. And he does uh, he does voice actor voiceovers and stuff, and it's pretty dumb. No, what I meant by two movies is like there's like the, there's one movie where it's like it's Tom Cruise. We need to have him do his own stunts, so they have a bunch of action scenes with Tom Cruise doing his own stunts. And then they're like, oh, but it's also the Mummy, and it's a horror movie. And it's like, it doesn't quite <laughs> doesn't quite mesh, mesh up completely there. Oh, that's um, that's funny. <laughs> Tom Cruise can't but, help himself in a movie. He's like, no, I need, I need, I need action scenes. I need all of it. Yeah. Yeah, he just like broke his foot doing his own stunts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the, I don't know. So you know, like the there's like a plane crash scene, and Tom Cruise does some cool stunts in that. I've seen that scene. <laughs> it, it looked pretty know. cool. 
I but, don't know. But yeah, again, it's like that's not very horror. No, and then, no. but then there's like, but then, but then it's like, oh, but then there's also a mummy. Well, uh, is she then, cool? Yeah. So when it's just the mummy, when she's like, gets out of her sarcophagus and she's all desiccated and weird looking, it's pretty cool. Like it looks good. Hmm. Yeah. So like watching this, these, and there's pretty good shots too, where it's like down an alleyway and then, cause the mummy lands in England or whatever. Right. So. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, the plane was carrying the mummy and it crashed in England. See, I just if I want to see Tom Cruise do an actual stunt on a plane, then I'll just watch Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation, which only came out well, like two years ago, and he also did plane stunts. True, but are there mummies in it? No. Yeah, <laughs> this one's got mummies. This one's got you know, you mummies. know what it does have in it though. A better movie. Probably. Um, <laughs> actually, definitely. But <laughs> I, who's the guy from New Girl who's in it? Um, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. The the one that no. was in Jurassic the World. One that was in Jurassic World. Oh, the forehead yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, so him and Tom Cruise are like, like the like two like the is are like the 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 dynamic duo of archaeology or something or like. I can't quite tell what they are, or like, they're like, they're like expats or something, or like, or military guys who are also trying to like find this secret Egyptian tomb to like steal the gold and make money, right? Mm-hmm. Uh. Sure. Anyway, that's that's <laughs> <laughs> it's a little unclear. I was a little tired watching it, but. <laughs> <laughs> the anyway, point is, is that they had some fun rapport. I kind of liked their rapport. But then that guy dies real quick. Spoiler. Oh, jeez. <laughs> nobody fucking... You can spoil the mummy. Nobody fuck gives a fuck. No, nobody... Yeah. We're going to get one call from somebody like, Dude! Spoilers! Yeah, if you mummy. were really yeah. mad about us spoiling the mummy, feel free to call in. 413-SAVAGE-4. Dude. But then, yeah. he, but then they but then they totally pull a, a American Werewolf in London because the new girl guy dies the new guy because he gets bit because he gets bit by a camel spider um i thought you were gonna say he got bit by a mummy and then he no, became but he got a bit mummy. by a camel spider <laughs> in the mummy's tomb oh. and then he comes back from the dead but only tom cruise can see him so it's totally like american werewolf in london where he's like he looks like rotting and gross and he's like like ca- kind of haunting him and like telling him how to like s- like get rid of the mummy's curse Oh, so he's not not evil. Wait, sort of evil. So why? Wait, but why? Uh, Why can Tom Cruise? Why is Tom Cruise uh, the only one who can see him? Because he's got he's he's got the mummy curse. Tom Cruise has the mummy curse. (laughs) Actual Tom Tom Cruise. Oh, actual Tom Cruise. (laughs) That's that's why they had to cast it because he was the only one who could see. But he kind of plays the salty dog, so he's kind of like he's kind of like Tom Cruise is kind of like. I'm in it for the money. And then there's the girl, and she's our college. She's like, this belongs in a museum. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, I never, I I don't, I, we've never met before. And then she's like, but we had sex the other night, and you stole my map. And he's like, eh, it wasn't me. Uh, but it was, for sure. Yeah, there's, there's like, uh, cliches abound. Um, what a whore. What? She's a whore. She's a whore. <laughs> 
banging. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Easy, Rachel. She's <laughs> banging some dude. I like that Tom Cruise is totally blame- blameless in this scenario for not remembering the person he just slept with. No, Tom Cruise is the bad guy in this scenario, Rachel. <laughs> it's like that Aussie slept with a man she didn't know. Uh, Tom Cruise is the villain and all the things. That's why I didn't want to give this movie any money. Including real life. Uh, anyway, so what was I saying? Oh, so the mummy itself looks pretty cool when she's all desiccated and like gnarled and walking yeah. around and stuff. But then she like sucks enough people's life forces to look normal again. And then it's so then just... it becomes like Brendan Fraser's The Mummy. Which, wait, what? I don't remember Where that. Where he sucks all the life force and then becomes whole yeah, and then yeah, there's yeah. that big wall of sand with his face which i saw in the uh, trailer yeah, right. <laughs> for this movie as well that's right <laughs> they should have done that they should have been like tom cruise is the mummy and then just shown brendan frazier's again <laughs> <laughs> i would have watched or that. just superimpose uh tom cruise's face on top of brendan frazier's and like make his lips mouth all the words that brendan frazier says oh that's funny yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know it's hard to give a movie or a rating when I only saw a, half of it or so yeah you don't know how it probably, ended I think I saw probably less than half but I don't think it was very good and I had fun watching it I don't know so yeah there you go that's all you need I'll, I'll, I'll finish it I'll finish it and give you guys uh, <laughs> give, you, give you guys an update next week I, I can't wait how, yeah. how did how did it go watching the mummy again <laughs> Did you uh <laughs> did you have another catch up, Matt? Um I watched Wonder Woman again last night and it's still fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think Matt should do all our movie reviews. <laughs> we should just we should um, change the format of this episode and make each episode fifteen minutes. <laughs> How was this? It was good. How was this? No, that was, was fine. fine. It was fine. Well, I, I mean, we've already gone in depth about yeah, one yeah. of them. And I don't need to. Go, yeah, that, no, that's no need true. To, like belabor that. Uh, you know, but I did watch Peter Jackson's Dead Alive again. Oh, have you guys seen that? Yeah, were the, the dead, best. Were the dead alive in it? Yep. Yep. That's oh. how. The, that's what the movie's about. Huh. The de- have you ever seen it? Nah. Oh, it's brilliant. It's you Peter Jackson it. at his best. Yeah, it's a zombie movie. It's disgusting. Yeah. Oh. It's, oh, yeah. Um, it's pretty. It's about uh, it's about this guy who like steals this rat monkey from Skull Island, <laughs> foreshadowing Peter Jackson's love for King Kong. Yes. Um, and then he brings the rat monkey back to New Zealand, and then it bites somebody, and it it bites uh, the main character's mom, and she turns into a zombie, but she's also an overbearing mother. <laughs> And then he has to like he like tries to take care of her as she's a zombie, and then she like gets out, and then they try to bury her, and then he, it's just shit goes down. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, it's, it's good times. It's good times. Zombies. Good totally time ridiculous. Game. There's a uh, the most hilarious like demented Nazi scientist in that movie. <laughs> I totally forgot about oh, that. He's the best. I I forgot too. And he's like balding, and he's got these weird like spectacle, like magnifying spectacles on. Yeah. And then like the scene sh- opens with him. He's like I don't know I don't know what he's even doing in the movie. It's super random. But the scene opens with him, and he's in his like it's in this laboratory, and he's like 
fucking around with something gross, just drooling. Mm-hmm. And then, it, and then, like the main character comes, he's like, "I, I need some help." And he turns out, and he's like, <laughs> like sucking all his drool up. And he's like, "Let me help you." <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Uh, great, great, great characters. Peter Jackson. Uh, definitely, you can see Peter where all of everything Peter Jackson ever did came from. In when, that he, movie. when he was good before he became George Lucas. <laughs> You think he became oh from the Hobbit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally George Lucas to those. Before he turned to the dark side. Yeah. You think we're gonna get the special edition Lord of the Rings and they're gonna add more like do backs in it or something? You mean the Hobbit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, sure, fair enough. Um, I I will hate those movies until the end of time. Yeah, they're not. And good. anybody who says they like them is just dumb. Whoa! Whoa! Sorry, Rachel, bringing out the bringing out the big guns. Now there's two people that spit hot fire. <laughs> <laughs> Dylon, 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 and Rachel. <laughs> uh, anyway, I I don't know. Dead Alive, it's a great movie. It's very funny. Lots of humor. It's really funny. Comedy. Super gross. Comedy. Totally really disgusting. Yeah, bloodier than bloody, bloody like 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 pools and buckets and uh, like I don't know how they had managed to get that much fake blood into onto set. Yeah, I mean it's like it's like they had a water tower full of fake blood and they were just like pouring it over everything, <laughs> just like hosing it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> That's great. No, it's great. It's great. Hell yeah! Good job, good job, Peter Jackson. Great job. Um, I so we we all went and saw the uh, the IMAX event of the summer, uh, the Inhumans, right, guys? I did not. I don't fucking care. No. The IMAX event of the summer, the the one you've all been waiting for. Did it? Uh, did it just? Was it just a total flop? Oh fuck! I, yes, it was. Oh, thank God. That makes me happy. It cr- so critically just got destroyed. Nobody liked it. Uh, it has made worldwide, mind you. It has made three million dollars. Oh, ouch! How much did they spend on it? I mean, I'm sure that they spent at least over a hundred million. Oh, at the idiots. very least. Like the- that's so funny. <laughs> so, 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 so nobody went. Yeah, nobody saw it. Like nobody no. fucking saw it. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Like, think about that. In the U.S., so in the U.S. alone, you know, the average price of an IMAX ticket is like fifteen dollars, right? And in the yeah. U.S., it made one point five million. So if you divide one point five million by fifteen, how many people saw that fucking movie? Let's find out. Let's see. Isn't that what is that? A hundred? One million five hundred. A hundred thousand people saw it. <laughs> wow. Right. How many? How many? How many? Uh, how many seats are in a movie theater? Two hundred. Something like that. Yeah. So it, I mean, just like, oh, and there's, there's, I think there's more than two hundred in most IMAX theaters. So, so all yeah. across the country, there were five hundred full theaters that's, that of this movie. <laughs> wow. And how many theaters do you think are actually... How many IMAX theaters are actually in the States? 
Oh, the, yeah. uh, I don't know. I'm sick. Of, I don't want to do math. Anymore. Yeah, let's not um, do math. It's just like <laughs> that thing just tanks so hard. Wow, that's yeah, that's wow. that's that's pretty. Uh, <laughs> I don't is, even is know what everybody to say. Just, is everybody just mad at ABC? Yeah, I mean, like, it just nobody liked it, and it's just dumb. Like, why did this need to be an IMAX? What the fuck is this? Well, didn't they say that they were just trying to produce it as fast and as cheaply as possible? Mm -hmm. Yes, they did. No, 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 uh, your your numbers are high on this other thing that just came out a couple hours ago. Two point six million worldwide. Yeah, I just figure. So I was saying three because I figure by the time oh, this okay. episode comes out, it'll probably be a little higher. But that, um, you know, I was projecting. So yeah, I, I won't give them too much credit. Right now, as we record, stands at two point six million worldwide. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's the oh, worst. So bad. But um, I mean, it it didn't look good, and it clearly isn't good. So. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. do you do? They, they're, they're. What, what's it? Uh, hoisted by their own petard. Is that the phrase? Aren't, aren't, aren't they still going to show like the oh yeah full season on TV? Oh like, yeah, it was just like the first two episodes that they were showing in IMAX. Yes, ma'am. Which probably won't even show the other one now. <laughs> yeah, they were. So it was the two episodes at one time. So they showed both episodes. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's just great it's great watching a dumb idea like that crash and burn uh and i mean it's no wonder that marvel studios didn't want to do the inhumans anymore um and it's just like it's it shows how short-sighted abc is that they're just like oh marvel marvel doesn't want to do the inhumans perfect we'll just snatch that up what a nightmare yeah, yeah. anyway uh so yeah that's that's uh there we go. When, when does it start airing on TV? Uh, the 29th. Ugh. I'm not yeah, going to watch 29th. it at all. I'm not going to watch it. I don't know if I want to. Like, a part of me wants to see the dumpster fire that it is, but I also don't, like, want to give it my time. As no, well. I, I... And, like, nobody cares about the Inhumans. I'm sorry, Marvel. Figure it out. Yeah. They keep, they keep trying to make the Inhumans happen, and it's not going to happen. Yeah. Nope. Nobody cares. Nope. Um, okay. Well, should we uh, should we transition over to the issue <laughs> of the week? Yeah. Um, the, you want to do the intro? Or yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the issue of the week is brought to you by T-Blocks. Uh, T-Blocks is the t-shirt subscription startup uh, for geeks, nerds, and gamers by geeks, nerds, and gamers. Uh, there are two monthly options, T-Blocks and Community Blocks. Uh, the T-Blocks option is one official licensed shirt a month for eight ninety nine, um, And uh, that one, you know, the licensed shirt, you get like Star Wars or DC Comics or Marvel or, you know, whatever kind of thing that you're into. Um, and it's officially licensed stuff from that thing. It's not like knockoff bullcrap shit. It's, it's, it's the real McCoy. Um, or you can do the Community Blocks, which is uh, one shirt featuring an artist submitted design also for eight ninety nine a month. Um, and that is design submitted from the community. Um, and there, there's actually some really cool ones out there. Who would have thought there's like a lot of talented artists in the world. Um, that actually sounds really cool. Yeah. It's like, I've, I've kind of looked through some of the designs that they've had in the past and they like, there's some 
dope shit right there. I would wear most of the shirts I've seen uh, on this. Um, like, I mean, the shirt that they sent me was is now my favorite shirt. It's the uh, Japanese Empire Strikes Back uh, poster. Yeah, that's oh, pretty cool. cool. Yeah, I love it. So, so can you like pick like from a list of things that mm-hmm. you're interested in? Yeah, that's exactly what they had me do. Uh, so when they when they sent me the thing, it's you know they sort of just have like a bunch of options that you can select for what you're interested in, and then each month it'll be like one of those things. So I selected DC, Marvel, and Star Wars, and so the the first month was uh, Star Wars. Hmm. Oh, cool! So, yeah, it's it's super awesome, uh, and you can get ten percent off that order uh, with the referral code uh, Cool TBX. That's C O O L T B X. Um, so that'll make your nine dollar shirt basically an eight dollar shirt. Um, and again, like I, I keep talking about this, but like, holy shit, is that's like that's that's you you are not able to find a licensed shirt for nine dollars anywhere, even on Amazon. It just doesn't happen. No, like That's... even at Target, they're like 12 or 13 bucks. Yeah, exactly. And the shirts, like they, they fit really well. They're, they're high quality. Like they're not those shirts that fall apart. I, it's like that, that Empire Strikes Back shirt is probably the most like, like durable cotton shirt that I have. It's not like thin. It's not easy to tear. I don't know. Like it's really good quality. I really like these guys. Hmm. So yeah, if you go to tblocks.com, that's T-E-E-B-L-O-X.com. Uh, and use the referral code COOLTBX uh, at checkout, then you can save 10%. And, I mean, these guys are a startup as well. They're not like some giant company. And so uh, every every subscription helps them, and every referral we send them helps us. So help two, two up-and-coming startups at one time. There you go. Yay. And represent your geek pride. All right. And the issue of the week. Uh, the issue of the week is our segment where we take a look at one issue from any random comic series uh, and sort of judge it on its merits as a standalone story, uh, as well as just whatever other fucking shit we want to talk about there. Uh, Matt, this was your yeah. recommendation. So I what did. you got? I'm, I, I did it. You did it. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, oh, my God. Christ. Uh, I I picked Amazing Spider-Man number 126. Um, And why did you pick 126? Arbitrary number. uh, Because (laughs) the episode we were recording when I picked it was number 126. Nice. Yep. Uh, And because my first arbitrary number was the worst pick of all time, so I I wanted to (laughs) (laughs) try something different. Anywho, this is Spider-Man 126, Spider-Man versus the Kangaroo. By Jerry Conway and Ross Andrew. Yeah, thank you. I don't have it. I don't have it in front of uh, me right now. Yep. Um, Edited by Roy Thomas. Funny enough, that's right. Um, so this issue, uh, it's Peter Parker. He's uh, still college, I think. College, yeah. College. Yeah, he's in college. Yep. Uh, and it seemed so. I was actually pretty surprised as to like beyond the kangaroo garbage was like it's all like pretty firmly in pretty good Spidey stuff, right? So it's like. He's hanging out with the Human Torch, making the Spider Mobile. He's grieving over the death of Gwen Stacy. He's he's uh, he's a public he's a he's a public menace. Yeah, he's well, wanted for murder. He's wanted for murder. They're playing all uh, the hits. He, he just he just beat the shit out of J. Jonah Jameson's son, <laughs> who had turned into the Man Wolf. Yeah. Um. Uh, it's pretty great. I don't Harry, know. Harry Osborn's. Yeah, Harry Osborn's put just on the, the Green Goblin suit. Yeah. So uh, was this issue was this like actually the 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 first like mention of the Spider Mobile in Marvel Comics I, ever? 
I I I think it might be. That's fucking dope <laughs> that you're arbitrary. I, I, think I, I think I stumbled upon yeah the first mention of the Spider Mobile. Yeah. <laughs> I was really hoping that we would get the design by the end of it. Um, I know I was too. Although, yeah, well, we'll get to that. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I I was pleasantly surprised that it was not that it was pretty fun, yeah. even though the kangaroo is kind of like a throwaway villain. Yeah, he totally uh, is. Spoiler, she dies at the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Dude. Uh, yeah, so you wonder why you've never seen the kangaroo in any other comics ever. <laughs> also because he uh, looks exactly like Craven the Hunter, just blonde. Uh, totally. <laughs> but he's Australian. Yeah. Because he says, cause he says mate. He says, yeah, he bloody says bloody and mate. And, bloody. and that makes him Australian. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> uh, um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I what do you guys? What, how, what did you guys think? Uh, I I thought it was pretty fun. Um, obviously, there's some very ridiculous things in here, and the one <laughs> thing I do want to point out is the amazing surgery that the kangaroo has, yeah, no, where all it so is is dumb. just him putting on his boots <laughs> and his gauntlets, but he's having like major surgery. Yeah. just like he's like I gotta put these. <clears throat> plastic and steel armaments on him and then wire it all up to his nervous system (laughs) (laughs) and then he just wakes up and he can jump like a kangaroo (laughs) all i could think through that sequence was we can rebuild him we have the technology (laughs) totally six million dollar kangaroo i i was just like that's all the surgery is is he's just putting on boots Hey, and then he's putting cords up to his brain. Come on. Yeah, aren't that's they like true. aren't they like pneumatic gloves and jet boots? Something like that, yeah. yeah. He has like yeah. air yeah, air compressors or some shit like that. Yeah, totally in the yeah, gloves. It's so dumb. Connected the wires to all of his nerves. <laughs> <laughs> I, so dumb. Um, I, I actually took, like, I ended up making, like, three pages of notes on this fucking issue. I was, like, every page was taking me, like, ten minutes to read, because I kept, like, finding a dumb thing that I thought was really funny. That's great. Um, <laughs> first off, I love, I love that this issue, much like all of the comics from this era, like, if you, so if you read the, um, the DC Comics Guide to Writing Comics that Denny O'Neill wrote, one of the big things that Denny O'Neill, uh, sort of posits in there is that, any comic should start off page one with uh, the splash page. So it's, you know, the, the single page spread with the credits and the title and, like, editor, you know, all that stuff. Um, that was, like, the rule at the time is that every single comic had to start with that. Um, and so it was fun starting this off, and it's the same exact thing, you know, giant splash, uh, you know, credits for the artist and writer, and, like, here's what we were last time, true believers, and whatever the fuck. Um, yeah. I love it. I, I also love that all of the editor's captions, uh, or all the captions in general, were still, like, from that first-person writer or editor perspective. Yeah. You know, where it's like, we're going to take you over here now, where we find this person doing this. <laughs> and totally. But just three blocks away. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's just, like, it's it's so fun, and I actually kind of miss that a little bit, like, having the writer directly talking to you as you're reading the story. Yeah, totally. Um. And also, I, 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 go ahead. I, in 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 that same regard, that I love that like halfway through the issue, there's exposition that explains what happened in the first half of the issue. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, thank God, I forgot what happened <laughs> three pages, pages ago. ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, I <laughs> I also like that uh, Spider-Man, like, and they don't really. 
mention why, so it's clearly just like an established thing at this point, but Spider-Man's just like swinging around with his web backpack on. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So great. Um, and when the, so when the and I I looked it up. This is the first mention of the Spider Mobile, which would end up appearing four issues later uh, in Spider Man number one thirty. Um, that that I had no idea was co-designed by the Human Torch. Right. Yeah. So yeah. That's pretty cool. That's great. I I do like when Spider Man does say. He thinks the idea of a spider mobile is first class dumb. First class dumb. <laughs> I think I love it. So I'm. I laughed so hard. I'm pretty sure that uh, that that like, and, and I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure that how this came about was that Marvel was approached by a toy company. I think this was probably around the time that they got bought by Toy Biz, um, uh-huh. but they basically said like we need a spider mobile action figure thing to sell to kids and so i think that that scene of the advertising executives approaching spider-man about this was basically just translating the real life thing that happened to jerry conway when they said that we need a toy i'm sure that's that sounds legit it's so like that's so great and then they were like oh wait we need money we need rent we need rent money (laughs) yeah yeah we'll do it fine we'll do it (laughs) And it's also like I, I and I think that's why he why they included that sounds like first class dumb is because they're like I fucking hate that I have to do this. <laughs> so great, first it's class so dumb. Great. Um, I also love uh, the we're making it with a completely non polluting engine. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. Okay. You can just say that. All right, cool. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That works. And I love how they assume that Spider Man can just build a car. I know, it's so good. <laughs> These guys don't know who he is. <laughs> you could totally build a car, yeah, right? Here, you design He's Spider-Man. It. You the car. Yeah, they're like, hey, we'll give you an engine. You put everything else together. Like, what? What the fuck? That's <laughs> so good. Um, I, I also love, this issue does a great job of explaining Spider-Man's status quo. Like, as much as we give him shit all the time for, like, these, you know, these comics having so much exposition, uh it does really give like a a good detailed idea of what's going on in Spider-Man's life at this exact moment. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. He's okay. So when did the death of Gwen Stacy happen? Uh, I don't remember what issue it is, but it's just like a handful of issues before this. Because boy, is he still being emo about it. Uh, Okay. Yeah. So Spider-Man 121 was when she died. Uh, Yeah. Oh, okay. So just a few. Yeah. Just a few issues before. I didn't know that he called her Gwendy. I had no idea either. What, Gwendy. What kind yeah. of nickname yeah, is that? Like, Who the fuck is Gwendy? It's like Gwendolyn. Oh. Okay, that makes a little more sense. But also, like, why not just call her Gwen? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. But I, I've never heard Gwen Stacy referred to as Gwendy. Yeah, I mean, no, I don't think people. I think that's kind of dated. When, yeah. When I first when I first read that, I thought he was talking about a different person. I did too. And I was like, oh, that's weird that Spider-Man's had two love interests named Gwen, huh? Um, they died. <laughs> yeah, they died. <laughs> it's bad luck. Um, yeah, I, uh, also I, I love the, um, Peter, we're gonna go and, we're gonna go and have a Coke later. Uh, or go and, like, have some Coke, or go out for a Coke, or some shit like that. That uh, No, it was, like, it was like, we're gonna go get Coke later. Yeah, it, it it's like, right here. Oh, we're okay. heading out for some Coke. <laughs> yeah, I'm headed out for some Coke. It's like, geez. You wanna drop along? <laughs> hashtag, hashtag college life, am I right? And yeah. then Peter just, like, freaks out. 
Yeah, no, London like, freaks out. Yeah, he's just like, well, that's just too bad, MJ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going. He's so angsty and emo in this issue. <laughs> part of me thinks. Part of me thinks that a lot of the inspiration from Spider-Man Three came from this exact issue. Like, you've no, got. I, honestly, really, I, I, you know, in going through this, I was like, oh my god, this is exactly what they were pulling from from the Spidey movies. Yeah, yeah. Like you've got Peter being an emo weirdo. You've got uh, Harry uh, being the the new Goblin, um, like it's pl- plus like all the just I don't know, it's it's very uh, it's very fun. Um, oh, it's pretty great. Yeah, I, he was just he was so emo. He was so fucking emo. Yeah. Um, I I do like this one panel of him wearing the trench coat, but then you see a Spidey suit on underneath <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, nobody will notice that, Spidey. <laughs> nah, everyone has spiderweb boots. How's yeah. the boots? How are the boots? Um, does okay. Does everyone in the Watson family have th- three names? Uh, uh, yeah, I guess, guess so. Because so. yeah, she was talking. Yeah, she's like, I was, I was talking confused. to Emma May Watson. I'm like, what? Yeah, I was like, who the hell is that? Oh, it's her mom. It's Mary Jane's mom. Uh. Guess they just. I guess that's the naming convention, you know. Like some Mormon families, everyone in the family is like a J name or a fucking K name I or whatever. I think that was just like a common thing in this time period. Uh, I was I was disheartened in this issue when they were when Spidey and the Torch were hanging out, and then the the broadcast came over the radio of like somebody's breaking into the nuclear facility. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I love like what they call it. What do they call that thing? I don't remember. Oh, that's a good question. I'll have to look it up. It's it's ridiculous. Rachel's got it right here. I'm trying to find <laughs> it. Uh, so they're 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 hanging out. They're trying to like plan out the spider mobile and uh, yeah. This what is it? It's the situational alarm. Yeah, the situational <laughs> alarm. <laughs> the situational alarm goes off. It's Reed Richards' situational alarm. Oh, that's too funny. So good. <laughs> uh, but I was bummed. I was like, "Oh man, did I not only did I pick the like intro to the Spider Mobile issue, did I also pick a Spidey Torch team up?" No, I didn't. I know. Spidey's like, Spidey's like, I'm going alone. And yeah. I was like, oh man. I know. I love that. Like, <laughs> I love that he say he says he's like, I know him, so it's personal. Yeah. Like, really? <laughs> <laughs> what does Torch say? Torch says. Uh, Torch is like. Uh, uh, he says, "Butt out, right?" And yeah, Spidey yeah, says, yeah. "Right." So butt out, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get it. <laughs> so <dumb>. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you got to do this by yourself, Pete. I was, I, I had the same reaction as you, where I was like, "Oh shit, fucking Human Torch shows up! Hell yeah!" Like Spidey and Johnny just just doing their thing, and then nope, nope, butt out, Human Torch. <laughs> This is personal because I briefly met this guy once. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I ran into a mystery one time, so it's personal. <laughs> oh man, it, you know this. This really inspires me to want to go back and read old comics again. Yeah, uh, they're so dumb. They're so great. They're so fun. They are so fun. Uh, and I, I really do. I think that there's some sort of that levity that's missing from modern comics now. Like, like, it's obviously, I don't know. They're just they they weren't taking themselves so seriously back then. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You know, not to say that modern comics are bad. They're really good, but I don't know. There's something fun about these. Yeah. And I they're 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 definitely more serious. As I was reading this, it also uh it, it was becoming more and more clear all of the things that Invincible uh, has pulled from throughout its entire run, especially in the early days of Invincible. Totally. Because, um, like, especially, like, this college life and, like, all of those editor's notes and shit like that, like, that's that's what Invincible has always done, you know? Like, uh, and I, I really enjoy that. And, yeah, you're right. Like, there there is a sense of levity to these books that I think is missing. Yeah. Today. Uh, what would you guys think of all the thought balloons? Yeah, like I don't mind thought balloons. I think that's kind of a fun. I mean, uh, yeah, you know, I I know they don't do that much anymore, but it's kind of a fun way to get inside the head of a character, especially somebody like Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, just just sort of going a mile a minute. I, I I also one one quick thing I wanted to point out was uh, that Spider Man uses his webbing to put on a gas mask over his existing mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I was confused about that. I was like, how does that, like, how is that going to change anything? There's no way the webbing has, like, any special filtration that your own mask doesn't already have. It sure yeah. does, though. Apparently. Yeah. Looked ridiculous, though. Um, yeah, and apparently he can stand outside of a door with uh, harmful gamma rays and be okay. <laughs> yeah. But, but if you walk into the room, you're you're toast. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> kangaroo just bursts into flames. I, 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 I was like... Uh, as it's leading up, and I'm like, wait, really? They're just going to kill this guy off? And then, yeah, he just fucking walks into it and, and burns alive. Yeah. Cause he's just... <laughs> That's just but it. Spidey's like, hey, man, don't go in there. And he's just like, like, watch me, mate. Yeah, watch <laughs> me, mate. Bloody watch me, mate. <laughs> and he goes into the room, and then he explodes, basically. Oh, long live kangaroo. <laughs> Um, he rest in peace. I had no idea that Jonas Harrow uh, existed. Apparently, he's also responsible for Hammerhead as well as uh, the kangaroo. Yep. yep. I, apparently, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah. Totally. Oh, um, that's good. I would have much preferred to have uh, kangaroo say, "Witness me," and, <laughs> and jump into the room and burst into flames. <laughs> Especially because he's Australian. Oh It'd be so good. Because yeah, exactly, yeah. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Um, and then I, I appreciate that Ross Andrews art is like this great, and, and it's kind of the Marvel thing at the time, but like, uh, it's this great fusion of like John Romita senior and Jack Kirby styles. Like you can see the house style that he was obviously pulling from in illustrating this, uh, this issue. Well, and Ditko, don't forget Ditko. There's a bit of Ditko in there, but, uh, I don't know. For sure. With the Spidey stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But well, uh, I think, I think by this point it was John Romita senior had certainly, uh, kind of established kind of the the look and yeah. feel of Spider-Man. Yeah, fair enough. Uh no, I'm with you though. I, I, I really man, I'm enjoy I totally I, I was reading it before we recorded and I was like, "Wait a minute, this is fucking great. I'm loving this." Yeah. yeah. I I this is, a t- this is this is like cuz I you know, n- not to say all the stuff that we read all the time for all the, for the podcasters are bad, but like I was just like I'm just having fun reading this. This is totally. You know, it's not like uh I don't know what's something I read recently. Like, re- like, like when I read, uh, I'm looking at my shelf right now. Like when I read Black Monday Murders or mm. DMZ or, uh, um, uh, yeah, I, either of those. Uh, and I enjoy reading them, and they're really great stories. But it's just not that same. Like I'm not just like, hey, I'm reading for fun. This is great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're not having fun yeah. with the story. It's like. This is a really good, interesting story, yes. but it's also very dark, mm-hmm. 
which you know, I also tend to stick to darker stories. So. Yeah, totally. So this was just really fun and ridiculous, and I loved it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I, uh, last thing I'll say, I I had a bit of rum uh, last night before uh, before reading this comic, and so I was I was laughing out loud to myself like every other page it was uh yeah totally it was a fun experience <laughs> i just had my notebook in one hand and my my tablet in the other just reading through it and i was just having a good old time yeah you know and it's i mean i i know some of the laughter is probably just from how silly it is mm-hmm. now oh absolutely uh uh it's not actually funny yeah there's not actual but yeah totally yeah it's just great no it was it was good i i really enjoyed it and you're right like it's it's kind of inspiring me to to go back and read some more old comics um yeah it's 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 a good old time Oh, I'm definitely yeah. Well, yeah. So, what's the? Uh, I can't remember the your questions, so you'll have to ask them. Um, my questions. I am pulling it up. Um, okay. Uh, well, well, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Uh, does this issue require any prior reading or knowledge? I don't think so, because Spider Man's so ingrained in public knowledge. That, yeah. Yeah, you already. Yeah, you already pretty much know uh, the characters. Unless you're like, who's Spider Man? Then no. Yeah. If you don't know who Spider-Man is, then... What planet did you grow up on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fine if you don't know who the kangaroo is. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, th- I guess that's part of that. Part of the uh, part of the benefit there is with this. Like, let's say you don't know who Spider-Man is. Well, uh, or you know who Spider-Man is, but you've never read, like, I don't know, somehow you never watched a Spider-Man movie or just like, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, there's enough exposition in this book to get you through it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> seriously. That was uh, that was certainly what I thought. Like I, yeah, I think that anyone with any uh, slight knowledge of who Spider-Man is will probably be able to pick this up and read it just fine. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. How's about? Uh, is it satisfying on its own as a story? Uh, yeah. Spider-Man gets a villain and then the villain dies at the end. Yeah. 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 I think that was a great yeah, thing at the fine. time is that uh, it was the Paul Levitz method of, of plotting where it was like you would have one story on its own, but then like the yep. B and C plots from that story would sort of continue in the next one. Um, right. But the A plot gets completely resolved. Yeah. No. So, yes, I would say so. Yeah. I would say so. I'm going to make well. a super villain. He's this fucking idiot. He's going to die at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Um, should it be adapted? And how? I already did. did. <laughs> I already did it. I would Minus I did the it. kangaroo. <laughs> I, Minus the kangaroo. I would love to see the kangaroo uh, story adapted into like the Spider-Man cartoons. I think that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I would watch that. Yeah. It'd be so fun. I mean, I, I, it would be fun. Although, and I think he's got like, he's got enough other villains that are better. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> If you liked this, then you will like what? All the other Spider-Man. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I was gonna say. I was gonna say if you enjoyed this, then uh, reading Invincible would probably be a good idea. Sure, I I, I see what you got. Um, yeah, or I don't know any other. I don't know. I mean, really. Yeah, that, that works. <laughs> I, I, I'm, try, I'm just trying to think of another character that might have, have the same sort of, that's maybe not Marvel, that's got the same sort of world that Spider-Man does. Uh, Robin or Nightwing? I think, no, older, like older. 
anyway, yeah, maybe Robin or Nightwing. But I, 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 yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like Spider-Man's sort of unique in the sense that he's pretty. He's a. He's got a pretty unique world that surrounds him. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's. I think that's sort of what. I think that's sort of what the Spider-Man appeals somewhat built on is. He's not quite the same superhero. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. And I, I think that probably the only other close thing would be like uh, Wolfman and Perez's New Teen Titans. That might be a, a pretty similar kind of tone um, to read. Mm. Okay. But yeah, I agree. I, I'd, pro- I'd probably just go with some Fantastic Four. Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, that's a good call. Fantastic Four sounds good. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it's along the same lines, sort of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, will you keep reading? the series yeah i stopped myself just so i could uh yeah, I, I, I was like about to push the next one because it was like the next issue the vulture and i was yeah, like fuck I was yeah, just gonna say, yeah. <laughs> you see her at the bottom next issue the vulture and i'm like oh hell yeah, yeah totally i was just like oh shit really <laughs> this is fucking great was that do you think that was the first appearance of the vulture no it wasn't okay no i looked at the cover it's not but um he just returns back for back for another uh romp there's so many v- the re- vultures returning. Oh wow! Things. Yeah, yeah, vulture vulture appeared in Amazing Spider-Man number two. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. I knew it was early, but not yeah. that early. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I might. I might continue reading as well. Oh, I. I will for sure. Uh, so I'm. I. It's. It's funny. So speaking of old comics, I am going. I am rereading that. Uh, the Dark Phoenix saga, and I know that's a little bit later. That's what 80s, I think, or yeah. early 80s. But yes, because Kitty Pride's in there. Yeah. So. And that's still, it's still, it's not too far off from this. I mean, it seems like it took 30 years for comics to change. Yep. Um, yeah, it but, was. Uh, I'm really, I'm really loving it. I'm, re- I'm having fun reading the old comics. I think, uh, I think basically like by the time Claremont left the X-Men was about the time that comics really changed. Yeah. Um, cause I think, I think he was sort of the last holdout of that type of, uh, comics writing, you know? Sure, um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I might not. I might not continue reading this series. I may continue reading this one, but I think I am going to go back and read other like old Marvel or DC stuff. Totally, yeah, it's fun. I, I you know, I, I, I did, I did start. I dipped my toes a little bit into Walt Simonson's Thor, and mm-hmm. that's definitely something I'm going to go go back into. Yeah, I, I've got the mm-hmm. actually. I, I don't think I brought it with me uh, back when I moved all my fucking comics back, but. Um, it's on Marvel Unlimited. So I, Walt Simonson's Thor has been one that I've been wanting to take the deep dive on. Yeah, I mean, it's just so highly acclaimed, and it's got Beta Ray Bill, and it's just, yeah, it looks like it's really, really cool. Totally. Um, well, I guess we're uh, we're back around to, to my pick for issue of the week. Sure are. Is. Yep. And this is one that initially was going to be our first issue of the week, and then I pushed it back, but uh, I'm going to bring it around. Um, in keeping with the thought of, like, uh, comics that are just really fun, have a lot of levity, um, and uh, are just there to like kind of be enjoyed and don't take themselves too seriously, uh, while still sort of having like a good story to them. Uh, Batman number twenty-three. This is uh, the third iteration of Batman. So Batman Rebirth number twenty-three, uh, titled "The Brave and the Mold." This is oh nice a one-shot uh, story of Batman and Swamp Thing teaming up. Cool. Sold. Awesome. Yep, it's great. It's Tom Ooh. King on the uh, writing and Mitch Garrett's on art. Uh, you would recognize that creative team from Sheriff of Babylon and Mr. Miracle that I won't shut up about. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's a great issue. I it's one of my favorite single issues uh, in recent memory. So we'll go with that guy. Love it. Sweet. So for all those keeping track at home, read read Batman number twenty three uh, from this year as soon as you can. Um, what else should we? Is there anything else uh, we should uh, talk about or or take care of before we uh, get off? Before we do all the exit messages? I don't know. We 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 uh, we appropriately slammed in humans, and it doesn't really seem there's <laughs> like there's much else going on. Yeah, it's true. Uh, uh, congrats to Wonder Woman for uh, for being the highest grossing origin superhero film ever. That's pretty dope. Um, is there uh is there I don't know what else oh, actually, is there in the world. I did want to mention uh Image Plus that I've been reading. Um so do you, do you guys remember back in the early 2000s when like Wizard Magazine was a huge thing? No. Of course. Cuz I so Wizard Magazine was uh where I would find out how much my Magic the Gathering cards were worth. <laughs> Because they had a whole, they had a whole collectible, all the collectible card stuff. Wizard had a like a, a pricing guide for. Mm. Um, so not just Magic the Gathering, although that was one of them. They also had all the like, um, the uh, tops had all the Marvel, Marvel, Marvel cards. Yeah. Uh, of which I still have all of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could find out how much my super super special, uh, uh, tops or flare. I can't remember one of the two. Um, they had like a you know every year they had their, a new Marvel set and then they had a one in '94 that had like a nine panel nine card picture mm-hmm. that when you put them in the card book it made one whole image right mm. uh, and they had a special uh, ultra rare Spider Man versus Venom hologram card mm. uh, and I I got one that's pretty dope I dig it yeah it's dope um so I. So like Image started, uh, they've they've had it going for a while, but they just kind of revamped it and started sort of a a new edition of it. Um, Their magazine called Image Plus, uh, which is, I think it's kind of like the second, right now feels like sort of the second coming of the Wizard magazine era, you know, where like Wizard was integral in the rise of Image Comics and it was kind of the central thing where people would sort of look to it uh, to see, you know, like, which comics are good and which they should read. And so when Image Comics came around, Wizard was probably, like, the biggest thing that really uh, made Image successful. Um, And now we, you know, I talked with uh, Hass, who has Panel by Panel earlier uh, in the year, um, and Image has their own magazine now called Image Plus. And so it feels like we're, we're kind of getting back into this really cool era of comics journalism where we have these awesome like magazines where with image plus it's like a bunch of uh short stories from comics that they're publishing as well as original comics uh that are in the magazine itself so like ed piskor who will be talking uh who will be talking to from hip-hop family tree and x-men grand design um he does a one-page comic story in every one of these Image Plus issues called Image of Youth, and it kind of talks about, like, uh, just him, like, growing up and, and the influence of Image Comics on him and, and how that sort of led to him becoming a comic creator himself. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's it's a really, really cool story. Um, and Witches is actually continuing in Image Plus. Uh, every issue of Image Plus has a, it's like a four- or five-page story from Witches that's only being published in Image Plus. Huh. And it's Jock and Snyder. Like they didn't, you know, they didn't hire some random artist or anything. It's a, it's an actual continuation. 
Um, oh, that's how they're that's how they're selling it. Oh, exactly. Yeah, that right there is <laughs> right there. sells me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not only that, they also have a new series uh, that's only in Image Plus as well from Donny Cates and Ian Betterman called A Tomahawk. Um, and so it's you know in addition to those that are exclusive, you know those three exclusive uh, series that are in Image Plus, they also have interviews with creators. Uh, they have other like you know four page previews from series that are coming up from Image. Um, so one that's uh, one that was in Image Plus number one was Void Trip. It was a four page sort of preview for Void Trip, uh, whose creators we will actually be talking to pretty soon as well. Um, cool. It's just I don't know. It's it's such a great way. It's one ninety nine and it's eighty pages every month, uh, and it's a great way to sort of see like what's out there. You know, kind of get a, a feel for these comics that Image is putting out before you ever you know have to really uh, commit any dollars to them. Um, and so I think it's, I, I don't know, I think it's like a great way to sort of diversify what you're interested in without having to, to commit as much because it's $2 and you get a preview of like everything coming out that month. Right. In addition to exclusive stories. So I don't know, I, I've, I really loved the first issue and I'm crazy excited for the series to continue. Um, and in addition, you know, you've got Image Plus and you've also got Panel by Panel that's a digitally exclusive magazine, but then Panel by Panel is more of a you know, let's get in depth on like the process of creating comics and like, you know, every issue has like creators sort of dissecting their entire process, uh, going through like the colors or like the writing or anything like that. Um, and wizard magazine is also returning. So it's like, it's just like, it feels like we're kind of back into that phase where comics journalism is, is sort of diversifying and spreading out into these really cool areas. So I'm excited. I don't know. Yeah. All I want to say is to check it out. Yeah. All I want to say is, like, people people listening out there, if you're looking for more comics to get into, I think there's no better way than, like, you know, picking up some of these magazines. Uh, Image Plus and Panel by Panel are both just fantastic. So. Oh, I mean, or listening to our show. Or listening to our show, of course. Throwing that out there. Always listen to our show. <laughs> every, every, every week. As soon as it comes out. We'll recommend things to you. Yep. Uh, okay, what's, uh, what do we, what should we send the people off with? Uh, what's our, what's our, what's our exit message? Where can they find us? All that stuff. Um, they can find us on Facebook and, inst- and Instagram at Savage Land Podcast. They can find us on Twitter at Savage Land Pod. They can call us at 413-SAVAGE4 and leave a voicemail and, uh, we'll play it on the show for you. Uh, you can send us an email at letters at savagelandpodcast.com and I'll read it no matter what it is. And I'll also read it if you rate and review us on iTunes, uh, oh. as long as it's not horribly offensive. And we, we did get a review. Yep. Yes, we review. did. Speaking of, who's got? Do you have it up, or should I pull it up real quick? I I have it pulled up. Rachel's got it because I took a screenshot of it. Nice. Uh, Hey, Jason, you you speaking of uh, while Rachel's digging it up, you you mentioned a comic to me that you think I that you thought I would like, Mm. and I looked at it and I and I was like, oh shit, I I'm I'm gonna love that. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Animosity. Tell the listeners. Animosity. Thank you. It's from I believe (laughs) Marguerite Bennett. It's another Aftershock comic who we've been kind of talking about a lot more lately. Yeah. Um, let me uh, double check. No, I, I, I took a quick gander at that and was like, oh, yes. That looks awesome. Yeah, I think we'll probably be talking about uh, a lot more after Aftershock comics. They like they like I don't know. They have some great stuff. I'm probably going to try and get their, uh, their publisher on the show at some point soon. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, Marguerite Bennett wrote it. Uh, Raphael 
De La Tour uh, did the art along with Rob Schwager who did the colors. And I'll, I'll give people, while cool. Rachel's pulling that up, I'll give people the uh, the preview. I have it pulled up here. Well, I'll give people the preview anyway. One day the animals woke <laughs> up. They started thinking. They started talking. They started taking le- uh, revenge. Now a dog and his girl are trying to get away out of New York City and all the way to San Francisco to the only person who might be able to protect and save her. There you go. Yep. Cool. Love it. That sounds like yeah, it is right up my alley. Yeah, that sounds really awesome. Oh, yep. yeah. When does it come out? Uh, It's already out. Oh, great. Yeah, they're, they're, I think they have like six or seven issues out. Oh, shit. All right. Hell, yeah. Cool. Right on. All right, Are Rach. we ready? Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, New review. I don't know if it's Junior Shabadoo or J.R. Shabadoo. <laughs> But it says, yay, new to the podcast, discovered you guys through Instagram of all places. I'm just always happy to hear people as unabashedly passionate about comics as myself, people whose eyes won't glaze over when you try to explain that they are a legitimate art form. Hooray! So, so that's that's nice. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for the review. Uh, and you can find him on Instagram at J.R. Shabadoo. Um, yep. Shabadoo. Yeah, he's shabad. He sure uh, shabadabadoo. Don't give us a bad review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Do you guys remember that from Futurama? Yeah. I'm gonna call you Shabadoo. <laughs> and too bad it's like grandpa. Yeah. But not his grandpa. His like grandchild. Oh, whatever. Yeah. That, yeah. That and weird. Then, and then they're like. He'd like to do this, and he's like, Shabba, don't like to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I love it. That's good. Um, Futurama. Yeah, and if uh, so if you have if you have any recommendations for future issue of the week segments, uh, we'd love to have, since every month obviously has four to five uh, weeks, we would love to have at least one week a month where it's a listener recommendation. Um, yeah. So yeah. if you do have a recommendation, please uh, feel free to either, you know, you can call us and give us your pitch for it. Email us, tweet us, whatever. Um, and uh, yeah, let us let us know what you'd like us to talk about for the issue of the week and make it good. We'll read whatever it is. Literally, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, and remember that uh, we have a uh, we have an Amazon banner on our website. So if you go to that might be cool dot com or savagelandpodcast.com, doesn't matter. Uh, you can click on that Amazon banner up at the top and support the show by doing your Amazon shopping through us, and you will not have to pay any more for it. Uh, and also, please support our other two sponsors. They are great. Yep. Yep. Uh, and is that uh, is that about it? I think that'll wrap her up here. All right. Yep. Uh, next week, I believe we're going to be talking to uh, the creators of Void Trip. Uh, we'll have to double check and confirm that, but uh, yeah. So look for that. Make sure you check out uh, Image Plus number one. It's got a preview for their new series, and uh, I think it'll be one that we all love. So anyway, that's uh, Super. that's all we got. TTFN. Hope hope you enjoyed your time in the Savage Land. <laughs>